we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. I want you to understand that it's a mystery. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. To these people, it's a mystery. Mystery, even a mystery, hit from ages through history, generations, but now it's made manifest to his saints, the nation, victory. You're listening to, listening to, now since Mysteries of the Bible has been on the air, uh, our main goal was to establish truth according to God. You could definitely come in on this because this is definitely your topic, St. James. All I need is this certain animal. So let me have this animal to the side. And let me go ahead and commit this sin and then sacrifice this animal that made it void. Right. It right. Void. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, Mr. Powers. And that's yeah, absolutely because, right, that was the whole the whole purpose. Uh, originally, it was, it was for it was for that idea for the uh, for the morning. Right, for right. for the desire, for the humbling of yourself, to the acknowledgement that you did something wrong, so you would actually have that feeling, and and that acknowledgement of the sin, right? Because right. back then in those times, livestock, all that, yes. that those were all those were all monetary val- uh, value, forms of so, currency, correct? So when you had to sacrifice them, then you took that financial hit. So right, that's right. That was supposed to be the deterrent, or at least the physical deterrent, of you committing a sin or a transgression because you know in order for you that to be forgiven, you had to pay that fine. Right. But like, like you said, right. so well, Mr. Powers, but they said they ran it to the ground because now the, the, in, the original intent of it was is there was supposed to be that that mercy there, that acknowledgement uh, and that humbling of your of yourself to realize, damn, I, I, I can't do this. This is not how I'm supposed to be. Right. I'm sp- I have there's a higher standard that none of right. that was happening because they were like, all right, I can get away with it. What for? Let's just bring it on today's terms. All right, so for twenty five dollars, I can steal that fruit. All right, boom. All right, I got it. All right, here you sacrifice. <laughs> Go. <laughs> so they found a loophole to the law. Right. <laughs> Amazing. For what so they thought. <laughs> for what they thought, but what that what that did was that was going to bring forth death. It was going to bring them death as a people. So this is why Christ is letting you know that His blood was way more precious than that. So let's read verse, uh, verse thirteen again, please. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth the purifying of the flesh. Sanctifying means to cleanse. Cleanse to the purifying of the flesh. Read on. How much more shall the How blood... much what? More. How much what? How much more. more? Read on. Shall the blood of Christ. The Son of God. The Messiah. Jesus Christ. God the Son manifested in the earth, perfect without sin. How much more shall the blood of Christ read on? Who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. You see that? He said what? He said, you know what? The children of Israel have sinned. He said, I'm going to take on those sins. I'm going to take on that punishment. I'm going to be sacrificed for them. The children of Israel are supposed to be sacrificed for and, and put to death. Not sacrifice, put to death for the sins that they committed. You know what Christ said? He said, He told God the Father, put it on me. Mm. So he took up and died for the children of Israel and took their place. That's amazing. That is amazing. Right. Mm. Read verse 14 one more time, please. How much more shall the blood of Christ, 
who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. See, without spot, without spot, meaning he had no sin whatsoever. Without spot to God. Read on. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. You see that? Read verse 15. I'm sorry, so it was real fast. That was the word I was looking for. I was trying to find that well, it was supposed to affect them. I was at mercy. It said the humbling is the conscience, right? That that right. that internal voice, right? That that moral right. sense of right versus wrong. So that's, that's, that's right. the word right there, right in front of my face. So right. thank you. Sir. Purge your Sorry. conscience. That's right. No, beautiful, beautiful. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Read verse fifteen, please. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament. Yeah, the word testament means covenant, and he shall confirm the covenant with many. Saint James. For one in one week, <laughs> he's the mediator of, of the, the new, new testament. testament. Right. The te the word testament means covenant. Come on. That by means of death, for the redemption of the transgression that were under the first testament. Now, who was the ones that transgressed? The word transgressed means to sin. That were under the first testament. That were under the first covenant. Who's that? The children of Israel. Come on. They which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Right. By who? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. By our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's how that was going to be done. So, again, showing you that when he called the sacrifice and the oblation to cease, he was no longer accepting their priesthood. He was now bringing in a new order. He was no longer accepting those animal sacrifices because he was now that final sacrifice. Mm. Mm. And that's amazing. So this shows you that this is how important it is to know that Jesus Christ died on a Wednesday and resurrected on a Saturday. That's how important your, your salvation depends on it. Um, right. The reason why they do it, we're going to talk about why they, they actually go on a Friday and resurrect uh, and say that Christ resurrected on Easter Sunday. Well, that, where's that coming from? That's coming from the occult, St. James. Okay. When you look mm -hmm. up Easter, now what does Easter mean? Easter is an ancient old word. Okay. That's going back to, to a deity that was being worshipped prior to the time of Christ, St. James. I mean, we, we, we going all the way back to, again, to that time period where they started rebelling against God uh, uh, sometime after the flood. And there was a woman whose name was Semiramis, also known as Ishtar or Aster or Astereth, which all translates to what, St. James? Easter. Easter. So when you talk about Easter Sunday, you're not talking about the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You're actually talking about a deity that was worshipped. Now, who is this deity? She's also known as a spring goddess, okay, or the goddess of fertility, St. James. This is why on Easter, St. James, which is going to make a whole lot of sense <laughs> to people out there, right. you have bunnies and eggs. What's the meaning of bunnies and what's the meaning of eggs? Bunnies don't lay eggs, but this is right. all dealing with fertility or fertility goddess, which is known as Easter or Ashtar or Ishtar or Astrith. This is all relating to her. Again, this is going way back before the time of Christ. So well, what they did, um, 
again, there's no scripture reference to let you know that they observe Easter. When you're reading the book of Acts and you read about, you see the word Easter there, you know that that's Passover. That is the Passover. And somebody might ask themselves, well, why is the word Easter there? That the word Easter is there because God put a trap. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're set up. Yeah, where, where where do you see anywhere in the scriptures they're talking about decorating Easter eggs and going on a hunt and all that? Other stuff? Right, that's no way, or coloring eggs. All all that has a symbolic meaning to it. Um, Saint James and mm. and we gonna we gonna give a, a little understanding on that. Um, so let's go to Jeremiah chapter ten. So now we're gonna give you the understanding of why they actually worship on a Sunday, and they have what's called um Saint James. A sunrise service, and they try to say that's talk about when Christ resurrected. Christ resurrected on a three p.m. Saturday, so that sunrise service obviously is not to him. It's, it's, <laughs> to, Ish, it's to Ishtar. That's why that day is known as Ishtar's Day, or Easter Sunday. Okay, and, and it just happens every first moon after the vernal equinox, because that's when they was worshiping Ishtar or Ashtar. Or Easter, same person, which is the wife from Nimrod, Samaramus. So let's see what God said about that. Go to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 10, and we're going to read verse 2 and 3. Again, wonderfully talked to us by the God's and Comforter, Holy Apostle, and Chief High Priest, Tazdakia, in a class titled, Utter Darkness. So Jeremiah, chapter 10, verses 2 and 3. Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen. So God is... God is doing what? St. James, he is warning the people to not follow the ways of the heathens. You had the children of Israel during the time of Jeremiah that was in the Babylonian captivity. Um, and during that Babylonian captivity, there was a lot of um, um, worshiping of idols and of what's known as the occult today and paganism that was, being, that was taking place in Babylon, in ancient Babylon, that carried over to the time of Babylon that Jeremiah was in. The children of Israel was in captivity at that time under the Babylonians. So God gave the prophet Jeremiah this, this, this word and tell him, do not follow the ways of the heathen. Why is that important today? Because the customs that's being kept by America and the world is those Babylonian same customs and same occultic rituals that go way back to ancient Babylon that was being kept during the time of Jeremiah's time and now in our time which we have was known as spiritual Babylon, which is America, St. James. Mm. Yeah. So let's let's read that again. Unless you want to say something, St. James? No, no, sorry, you got it. Verse so two. let's read verse two. Or read three. it one more time, please. Verse two or three. I'm sorry, I missed I missed that up right there. Verse three. No, we'll read, read verse two where it says, learn not the way of the heathens. And learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. That's what I want to write there. Learn not the way of the heathens, because this is what the heathens do. And be not dismayed of the signs of heaven. The heathens are what? They are dismayed of the signs of heaven. To the point where they actually worship the signs of heaven. Now, this is directly dealing with Nimrod and dealing with his mother slash wife. Okay? Nimrod was known as the sun and worshipped as the sun. And his wife, Samaramis, also known as Ishtar, Ashtar, Asherah, was worshipped as the moon. Okay? Why is that important? Because... Um, historically, when you read about what took place with Easter, she eventually died and she fell from the moon. <laughs> they said that <laughs> she mm. fell from the moon in an egg and landed on the Euphrates River. And this is why you have the word. 
Yeah, it's complete madness. Right? It's complete madness. Utter madness. But um, you know, we don't. We're not gonna go into details of it. But we're just trying to show you how idiotic you are on a Sunday, or on an Easter Sunday, claim that you're worshiping Christ when you actually taking place in a ritual rite in a cultic paganistic St. James ritual rite (laughs) God has ritual rites Satan has ritual rites go ahead St. James yeah and it's just it's it's one of those things is like hopefully people have gotten enough exposure to us by now that they start to take these things to heart and and are actually getting mad and, and are mad enough to take action because it's disappointing, right? And it's disingenuous, right? There, there are some people, yeah, who legitimately don't know, right? right. They really don't know That's what correct. they're doing and what they're getting into. That's but correct. the powers that be, they know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly why they have you there worshiping them, and they've got so many people fooled. It's all like we we, we we've been bringing out on the various episodes of the show. Um, that this is all part of the plan of Satan. It's all part to get you to lose your opportunity for salvation. So if you desire to live forever, if you desire to be an actual Christian, if you desire to be a child of God, you have to leave the madness of the churches and all the paganistic occult stuff that Mr. Powers is so beautifully going into. I mean, you know right away that it doesn't make any sense. Jesus Christ, resurrection, Easter, bunnies, eggs, they don't make any sense. Right, they don't make no sense. (laughs) You gotta leave all that and come to the Israelite Church of God in Jesus Christ. That's right. That's right. So again, the scriptures is clearly here talking about um, the signs of heaven. Nimrod, Semiramis, which is also known as Ishtar, she was worshipped as the moon, and she eventually died, resurrected, and came down from the moon mm. um, into an egg, and from an egg, and landed in the Euphrates River. So this is where they get that from. She's also known as the goddess of fertility because um, she was blessed to have children because of the, you know what she claimed to have been blessed to. So people go to her and, you know, they go to her for blessings to have children because you know that back in the days when, you know, now they look at that and they, and they look at that and... They look at that as something that's bad. But when a woman had a right. lot of children, they was blessed. That shows that they was blessed. So being that she was the goddess of fertility, people will worship her so they can be blessed to have children. Because having children shows that you're blessed. <laughs> so it makes sense, right? So they was um worshiping this woman, um, the wife of um, Nimrod, Samaramus, and she was known as the goddess of fertility. Her name translates from Ishtar. That's where the word Easter comes from. Ishtar. Or 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 or, or Asterith, that's all the same person. And there's actually scriptures that speak about that. This this deity is 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 a, this occultic worship is something that was being done all throughout the history. You see that being done by the heathens. You see that being done by um the children of Israel. So this this has a heavy influence, Saint James, a heavy demonic influence. This started all the way back right after the flood, with Nimrod and this woman right here. This this demon. Um, and it translated all the way to the time period we're in right now. So, um, again, this is where that Easter comes from. Um, this is where Easter bunny comes from. Um, bunnies laying eggs. Like, what is that all about? That's dealing with fertility. When you look at the bunny, a, a bunny is a symbol of fertility. Why? Because um, uh, rabbits or bunnies, they are known for producing very fast. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
eggs again represents fertility. Bunnies don't lay eggs, but again, this dealing with what fertility. The coloring of eggs is something that was being done way back then. Again, representing Ishtar or Aster, which is also known as Easter. So this is an old occultic ritual that was taking place back then. The bunny is a sign or a symbol of fertility. That's why there's mm. a whole bunch of eggs around this bunny. So what do they do with these um, so-called holidays, as the Holy Gospel Couple taught us um, in, in the class, Out of Darkness? They intermingled all these so-called holidays surrounding around the worship of the occult and intermingled it on what's, in what's known as today as so-called Christianity and try to mingle Christ in there because that's what Satan does. He lies to you. Try to tell you this is talking about God, it's talking about Jesus Christ, but in actuality, it's an occultic ritual that's dealing with the worship of <clears throat> Samaramus, also known as Ishtar or Easter. So that day is actually her day, which is mm. known as Easter Day or Ishtar's Day. And that's why it's done on Sunrise Sunday because she has resurrected. <laughs> Again, oh you see how they speak, about the they speak about the yeah. resurrection? Because they know that the Messiah was going to come and actually resurrect. So again, they try to claim that from him. Um, so this is what that Sunday is leading up to. What is the 40 days going into? Um, it's a good question because about, if I was, what is it? Yeah. It's not talking about the 40 days that Christ was in the wilderness fasting. Those 40 days represents the sun of Nimrod, which is again, it's supposed to be Nimrod when you, when you go back and look at it, complete madness. Um, and son of, of Ishtar, Aster. Um, the Lord eventually killed this guy. <laughs> And he was killed, according to uh, history, um, by a wild boar. And he was killed at the age of 40. So what does Lent represent? 40 days represent each day of the year that he lived, where people was actually uh, weeping for him, crying for him, because he was killed. And again, they try to say that he also res eventually resurrected. So this is all dealing with madness is what it's dealing with. Mm. Um, so they're dealing with her son, which is also known as Tammuz, okay? And there's actually scriptures that show you that people was actually um, worshipping this deity, just like they was worshipping Asherah. I want to go to that one scripture and show you that real quick. Um, and then we're going to end it off. And this is what this is the truth about Easter is all about. That it has none to do, St. James, with Jesus Christ dying on a Good Friday and resurrecting on the Easter Sunday. But it's actually because, right. again, it's mathematically impossible. Is logically impossible, physically impossible, but this is actually dealing with the occult. And they add Christ's name in there, not realizing that the true prophet of God was going to come back on the earth and reveal this to us and show you how clear it was that Christ died on a Wednesday, 3 p.m., resurrected on a Saturday, 3 p.m. I mean, come on, man. Mm -hmm. And then you change the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday. It has nothing to do with changing the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday because Christ resurrected on a Sunday. You actually worshiping the sun on a Sunday. That's why the Romans, when they came, they changed what's known as the days of the week to days corresponding to their uh, uh, um, paganistic worship. Like you have Monday, worshiping of the moon, Tuesday, uh, which is Mars, Wednesday, which is Mercury, you know, Venus, which is Friday, which is another name for Ishtar. Then you have Sunday, which is what? St. James, the day of the sun. So again, right. they're doing sun worship. So this is what Sunday is really going into. It's not going into the fact that Christ resurrected on Sunday. So now we've got to change the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday. There's no scripture. There's no scripture that shows you that. And we're going to show you that right after this.
But let's go um to the book of Ezekiel chapter eight and verse thirteen. I want to show you this real quick. Um, that this, this is this is something that was being done in the past where people was actually worshiping these deities. So when they intermingle the, these so called holidays with um so called Christian, is to have them worship Satan. Okay, so that's why a lot of people's caught up in this. So Ezekiel eight and read verse thirteen. He said also unto me, Turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations that they do. So this was the prophet Ezekiel, and um, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who the angel was showing you that um, um, there was things that the children of Israel, that the leaders was doing, they was actually going off, they was worshiping um, different deities and, and doing things that they weren't supposed to do, and this was going to bring um, the wrath of God upon them. And we're going to show you some of the things that they were doing. So, um, I mean, there's so many. We go above that. You see things that they were doing before that. They was worshiping every creeping thing and an abominable beast and all idols they was worshiping. But I want to get to the point of what we're talking about here. So, verse 13, one more time. And he said unto me, Turn, ye, turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations that they do. So this is what the ancients of the house of Israel was doing in what? The scripture said in verse 12, things that they were doing in the dark. <laughs> that was causing the Lord's anger to come upon us. And they were saying that the Lord see us not, as it says in verse 12. In verse 13, he said, he said unto me, turn thee that again, and thou shalt see greater abominations that they do. What were they doing? Read verse 14, read. Then he brought me to the door of the gate of the Lord's house which was toward the north, and behold, there sat women weeping for Tammuz. <laughs> Look at that, St. James. They're weeping mm. for Tammuz. Again, a deity. Who's Tammuz? That is the son of Nimrod and Samaramus. This is, they're weeping for this cat. They're, wor they're worshiping him. Yeah. Right there, you see that, worshiping him right there in the book of Ezekiel. They're worshiping idols, okay? This, they're still worshiping him today in these churches, worshiping Tammuz. Read verse uh, 15. Then said he unto me, Hast thou seen this, O son of man? Are you seeing what the elders, the ancients of Israel is doing? Look what they're doing. They're worshiping idols, worshiping these creeping things. This is what they're doing in the dark. Read on. Turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations than these. Read. And he brought me into the inner court of the Lord's house. And behold, at the door of the temple of the Lord between the porch and the altar were about five and twenty men with their backs toward the temple of the Lord and their faces toward the east. And they worshiped the sun toward the east. And they the worship east. what? The sun toward the toward, east. You see that? They was worshiping the sun. And again, we show you in Jeremiah. What did God say in Jeremiah? Learn not the ways of the heathens. <laughs> Why do you think God was giving them that warning? Here and here you see during the time of Ezekiel, the children of Israel not taking heed to that, learning the ways of the heathens and worshiping idols, worshiping uh, um the signs of heaven that the heathens are dismayed at, worshiping the sun, worshiping the moon, worshiping Tammuz. There's another scripture that tells you they was worshiping asterisk, which is Ishtar, which is Easter. Again, showing you the things that they was doing. It's not things that they were supposed to be doing. Things that was against God, things that was occultic, that brought upon the wrath of God. But yeah, you claim to be worshiping our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and you're worshiping these same things that God brought wrath upon. What do you think is going to happen to you?
<laughs> right. St. James. They're exactly. Doing the same you... thing. Go ahead. Or, or even, and you think it's even the other part where they think it's in the dark, like nobody sees it. Right. So, and this is them not, you know, obviously not, they're not willingly or not knowingly doing this now if they're quote unquote, you know, ignorant and celebrating so-called Easter. But the point is clear that that's what it's intended for. That's the purpose right. of it. Right. So now that we have exposed you to it, now you obligated. <laughs> right. Because you're now you're going to be held accountable. God wins that ignorance, but you're not ignorant anymore. We're showing you. It's up to you to accept it or not. Our job is to make sure the truth is put out there. Whether exactly. you are one of the children of Israel and you see what you're doing, you know that it's wrong and you continue, but now you're going to be held accountable. God is going to hold you accountable because you, mm. you can't come back and say that God didn't tell you because God is telling you right now through the men that God has ordained to teach his word, which is the ones that was chosen by the gods and comfort to go out and teach. And that's us. We're out here to let right. you know that what you're doing is against God. You're worshiping Satan. You're worshiping your cult. You're, you're taking on um, occultic rituals that has nothing to do with Jesus Christ, but everything to do with Satan. What are you going to do now? That's up to you. So now we're going to show you real quick. Oh, I'm sorry, St. James, you was going to say something? Yeah, it's real quick, Mr. Powers. If I can just read verse 18, please, because... Oh, please, like, please, the, go ahead. Just, just, so, just so it's clear, it's like, now, nah, that there is a punishment. And then you see, this is how... This is it's beautiful insight they were getting through the Word of God on just how angry this makes our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, how mm. angry he really is by doing these things. People are like, well, what is the, what's the big deal? No, no, this is the thing. There's a, there's a standard, there's a requirement... And when we don't do what we're supposed to do, we make our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, very, very angry. Verse mm. 18, sir. It's, it's, it, I'll it, read it. I'll it, read just, it. it just teed it I'll off right it. there, so I was like, oof. Mm. I'll read it, and you, you, you go, go ahead and break it down. Therefore, will I also deal in fury. You see that? Talking about how mm. angry? He says, therefore, will I. This is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Will I also deal in fury. Wow. Fury, fury is extreme anger. You're furious. Why? What made him so furious? This was the leadership, and they were doing these things in the dark. They were doing these things, and nobody, as they thought that nobody was watching, but there's a God in heaven that saw it, and they were making him angry. Mm. Can we start at verse 17? Because look at this. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry, yes, I know. we, we got to take go, this time I'll, I'll, read for, I'll read 17. No, 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 I got it. I got it. You got it. You got yes, it. Sir. I want to hear you going into it. Verse 17 says this. Then he said unto me, Has thou seen this, O son of man? Mm -mm. It is, a, is it a light thing to the house of Judah that they committed the, abomination, the abominations which they commit here? For they oh have gosh. filled the land with violence and have, and have returned to provoke me to anger. And lo, they put the branch to their nose. Mm. Yo, this, yeah, so this is crazy. Then he said unto me, hast thou seen this, O son of man? Do you see all these things that's going on? Is it, it, is it a light thing to the house of Judah that they commit the abomination which they commit here? Like wow. it's nothing. Like it's a light. Mm. Like, it, like it's nothing to them. Like they're just doing it. But why are they doing it? For they have filled the land with violence. There's always a repercussion. There's a repercussion for all of our actions. Hmm. And they have returned to provoke me to anger. And lo, they put the branch to their nose. And this is just how angry again was it in verse 18, sir? Unless you want to Therefore, cover that branch to the nose part. No, no, no. Let's move on. Therefore, I will also deal in fury. 
Yeah, that's how angry, how furious he makes them. Read on. Mine eyes shall not spare. Yeah, mine eyes shall not spare. They're going to receive everything that they deserve for committing these transgressions and sins against our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They're going to receive it as I shall not spare. Read on. Neither will I have pity. And he's not going to have any pity. Why? Because you're supposed to know. And now that you listen to the show, now you do know. This is serious. This is serious business. This is the most serious thing out there. This is your life and death, your everlasting life or death. This is a choice that everybody has to make. Read on, sir. And though they cry in my ears with a loud voice, yet will I not hear them. Oof. And that's and that's and that's. Do you see that? This is a period on that. That's the mic drop. That's the. <laughs> that is even, amazing. Yo, even though they're gonna cry, and no matter if those that cry gets loud, you're supposed to know. Wow. So just like Mr. Power so beautifully brought out, it's all of this stuff. It goes back to the occult, and we can't do these things ignorantly, as if they don't mean anything, or if it's okay. Because just because the world brings it out and it's, oh, you're going to put on your, Easter, your, your Sunday best for Easter. Everyone gets their brand right. new suits and all this stuff out. Oh, I man, how bad? Come on, you get a chocolate bunny. It's just a chocolate. I mean, what's so bad about right. a chocolate or a little Easter egg? I mean, they make it, they appear as if it's so good and it's enticing, but the root of it is so evil. And look evil. at how you're making our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you're making him furious. Mm. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that, St. James, because one of the things that they eat on a Sunday, and I forgot to bring it out, was um, uh, they called it an Easter ham. And mm-hmm. again, that's in also <laughs> in representation, <laughs> in representation of Tammuz, because the, uh, a wild boar, according to history, is what killed him. So they oh, eat that Easter ham. And this, 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 this is rituals. Yeah. St. James, yeah. these yeah. are rituals that they're doing. Right. This is rituals. This is amazing. This is rituals. Eggs, painting of the eggs. This isn't a new. This is thousands of years before Christ was manifested in the earth. And um, nowhere in the scriptures does it tell you that they was actually doing this. You don't see the apostles doing this. You, you right. don't see that being done until way later on. Like again, the fourth, fifth century BC. We always keep mentioning that's that time period where Christ mentioned that the ones that had the truth will no longer be on the earth. So now Satan will come and start implementing his plan. And then God would eventually back back at the end in the time we living in, bring back the truth again. And here we are establishing the truth again and just completely smashing every lie that's out there pertaining to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You're not worshiping Jesus Christ in these churches. You're not worshiping God. You're following the occult. And that's clear. If you don't come out of it, God's going to. Is there anything else you want to say, St. James, or we're going to move on? And show them just to prove real quick that um it's impossible for the Sabbath to have changed from Saturday to Sunday. We're gonna end off um um the truth behind Easter Sunday part two. Um again, this is a lot of informative information. Um to the key to the all, all the information that's being given to you. Um we we are we are purposely showing you the lie and showing you what you're following and and then showing you the truth behind that, just so you can understand what it is that you're following. So you can't say that you're ignorant of the things that you're doing. Okay. And when we at the Israelite Church of God, Jesus Christ, there's no need for us to go into into depth detail. We're already in the truth. 
we, we get the understanding that we need for our salvation. But for the ones that's out there, we, we show you the lie. We purposely mm-hmm. showing you the lie and just smashing it with the truth to the point where it's undeniable. Now it's up to you to make that decision. So um, with that, let's go into the Sabbath mission. Again, what did they try to say, St. James? That because Christ resurrected on the Sunday, which they try to claim is the first day of the week, now the day changed from Saturday to Sunday. Again, the question that we right. need to put out there, St. James, is what scriptorial reference do you have to prove that? Exactly. Where? Was, was that kept by the apostles after Christ resurrected and went back into heaven because he gave them power? He, he said whatever's bound on earth is bound in heaven. He gave them power to do things. Right. But did they change the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday? Nowhere in the scriptures. Nowhere what did Christ say? Let's go, to, let's go to the book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 6. Let's try to see if we could end this up in the next few minutes. Um, we always say we, we try to do <laughs> we try to do it out, but um, this it's is what, so much hours? information. It's going on two hours, almost two hours. But uh, Malachi, chapter 3, verse 6. Let's see what God says there. For I am the Lord, I change not. So that's our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. What did he say? I am the Lord. I do what? I change not. I change not. So Christ don't change. So again, how can the Sabbath change? Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ said that he, he doesn't change. This, the Sabbath is something that we're going to read that was supposed to be kept. How long? Forever. How do we mm. know that? Let's go to the book of Exodus. Let's go to the book of Exodus. 32nd chapter. Let's see what God said about the Sabbath. The Sabbath day. How is it important for the Sabbath? That's the day that God created for you to give complete homage and praise Him for bringing you into existence. Out of all the days in the week, He gives you six days to do what you have to do. But that seventh day, that's a holy day for right. you to give complete homage and prayer and worshiping our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for bringing you into existence. How are you going to change that day from a Saturday to a Sunday? (laughs) (laughs) Talk to me. Talk to me. I'm I'm sorry, Mr. Powers, because I know we're trying to wrap it. It's like, it's so ludicrous. We're talking about creation. And when you go back into what I think you're going into, because we didn't talk about these scriptures here, but what I think you're going into in Exodus 31 on down, like, if, 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 you talking about creation, right? This this was our Lord. This is this is His process, and He told you the day, right? <laughs> now you going to change it, <laughs> right? You going to change it now? This is amazing. You gonna you gonna you have the nerve to change it and call that a and call the first day of Sabbath. I mean, you are out of your mind, seriously. Um, so let's see what God said here. Let's read Exodus thirty two. 31, I'm sorry, verses 12 to 18, quick, and uh, read. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying. So, so again, this message is who this message is to the children of Israel. And, and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ spoke unto Moses and told Moses to tell this to the children of Israel. What did he say to Moses to tell the children of Israel? Read. Verily my Sabbath ye shall keep. Truly, the word verily means truly. Truly, my Sabbath, ye are to keep. Why is the children of Israel supposed to be keeping the Sabbath? Read on. For it is a sign between It me, is a what? It is a sign between me and you throughout your generations. So, yeah, 
because it is a sign between the children of Israel. This is how we know that we are the children of Israel. The fact that we actually we actually back St. James and we are doing what? We are keeping the Sabbath. That's we are worshiping our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on the Sabbath day, just like the scriptures have said. So again, what is our guide? The scriptures. And if you're not doing things according to the scriptures, then you're not following Jesus Christ. You're not worshiping Jesus Christ. You're not in the truth. So it said, this is a sign between me and you. Read on. Throughout your generations. Yeah, and this is supposed to be going on throughout all your generations. Read on. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Powers. Go ahead. So, so this is <laughs> throughout your generations. So, so what right. part in there do you get? Like generations can like if I understand it correctly, generations is continual, right? That that just goes that's on right. in perpetuity, right? That's that's generation upon generation upon generation. Right. So what generation well, came <clears> back in that? And now you could you thinking that the holy apostles, right? Jesus Christ's disciples that learned at his feet, or even would have the audacity that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the God that said you have to worship on the Sabbath day, the seventh day of the week, <laughs> now it's okay to do it on a different day. Right. I'm sorry, right. sir. Exactly. No, you're right on point. You're right on the money, St. James. And when you read Exodus 31, verses 12 to 18, this is actually showing you the seriousness, the seriousness, St. James, of the Sabbath mm. day. And like you said, throughout your generation. But in case somebody might say, well, you know what? That stopped when Christ resurrected. There's going to be another verse here that's going to tell you that's actually forever. What are you going to say then? Mm. Because we just read Malachi 3 and 6, which says that God don't change. Right. <laughs> Let's continue reading. In middle verse 13. That ye may know that I am the Lord that does sanctify you. Yeah, God is the one that does what? He's the one that cleans and sanctifies the children of Israel. Read verse 14, please. Ye shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy unto you. So you're supposed to keep the Sabbath because it is holy. It is separated for God's use. It is a holy day that comes once every week. What does God say about those that don't keep the Sabbath? Read. Everyone that defileth it shall surely be put to death. You see that? And they changed the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday? Mm. And you ain't keeping the Sabbath? Yet you claim you're worshiping God? And you're one of God's children, the children of Israel? It says if you don't keep the Sabbath and you defile it, you're going to be put to death. How do you defile the Sabbath? By working? Mm -hmm. By having uh, uh, sexual relations? By doing your own pleasures. And if you don't think that Saturday is a Sabbath, you're breaking the Sabbath. You are in some serious trouble. Because now you're no longer in ignorant. Now you're being told without a shadow of a doubt and showing you in the scriptures that the Sabbath never changed from Saturday to Sunday. The Sabbath is still Friday evening to Saturday evening. And if you're defiling that, now that you're no longer ignorant, ignorant, and you're not keeping it where it's supposed to be kept at, which is only one place, the church that was in the wilderness, which is the Israelite church of God and Jesus Christ, known as today, then you are in some serious trouble with God. Read on. For whosoever doeth any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. So again, showing you the seriousness of the Sabbath. Read on. Six days may work be done, but in the seventh is the Sabbath of rest. Holy to the Lord. Holy to, holy to who? The Lord. Yeah, it is holy to God. And God made the Sabbath for us, which we're going to read about. Holy 
unto the Lord, holy to the Lord. Read on. Oh, sorry, sir. Go ahead. You see, it says holy to the Lord. Don't you know that that means you can't touch it? Mm. That means you can't touch it. <laughs> you can't. Damn, that's crazy. Thank you for that, St. James. Mm. Just, I'm I am sorry. Yeah, that just hit me. I was like, what no. is this? Yeah, holy to the Lord, man. You cannot touch this. I, for I am the Lord. I change not. Malachi 3 and 6. Holy to the Lord. You can't touch that. Hmm. What happens if you don't keep this day and if you work? Read on. Whosoever doeth any work in the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. And this is why we exhaust every member of the Israelite Church of God in Jesus Christ that you have to take off on the Sabbath day. We even have things set up for them to be able to um, handle their business. But again, if you don't keep and observe the Sabbath day, the repercussions of that is you're going to be put to death. Because how you have six days to yourself and then you're not going to pay homage and give worship to the one that created you on his day. <laughs> Verse 16. Wherefore the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations. So Israel is supposed to make sure that they're doing the Sabbath, that they're keeping the Sabbath throughout their generation. Now this is the point that we was getting to because we mentioned generations earlier as uh, St. James was pointing out. That means it's not supposed to stop. It's generational. But just in case you 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 think, well, you know, God didn't say forever. Let's see what God said. Throughout their generations, for how long, St. James? For a perpetual covenant. <laughs> An everlasting covenant. That means forever. Forever. Everlasting means forever. A continual covenant. That you're supposed to observe the Sabbath forever. Where do you get the Sabbath changing from Saturday to Sunday? No scriptures, but that you have scriptures that tell you that the Sabbath is supposed to be observed for how long? Forever, St. James. That's and it even right. tells you in the next verse. Right, let's read. <laughs> read it. In verse 17, it is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For how long? Forever. Look at that, forever. I mean... What are you guys doing? This is clear. This yes, is a sign of how you know you're the children of Israel. I'm going to let you come in right now, St. James. This is a sign that you know that you are the children of Israel. It's supposed to be kept forever. St. James? Yes, I was, uh, that, that we just bring back to the song. Like, yeah, forever, forever, ever, 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 ever. Yes, forever. Meaning <laughs> it's always going to continue and continue forever. <laughs> and this is why. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. Let's you just no, 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 you got it, you got it, you got it. For this is why you got it, right? That's the nice question. You're leading them right into it. For this is why. Let's read. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth. So again, this is showing you that this is a uh 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 um I don't want to say ritual, but it's acknowledging what God did in the beginning. What did God do in the beginning? He created everything in six days. He brought everything to creation. So on the seventh day, all creation has to come before him and give him honor and praise for bringing us into creation. He stopped the process of creation and rested on the seventh day. Come on. For in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth. And on the seventh day, he rested. And he rested, meaning, 
He rested, meaning he stopped the process of creation and was refreshed. Read on. And he gave unto Moses when he had made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai. Look at this. Two, two tables of testimony, tables of stone, written with the finger of God. So when he was done speaking to him about the Sabbath day, he actually wrote the Ten Commandments in stone. And it says it was written with the finger of God. Written in stone means it's not going to change. It's edged in stone. And it's edged, St. James, with what? With the finger of God. This is showing you how important it is. When Moses, when Moses was in Mount Sinai, God took his own finger and wrote it down on tablets of stone to let the children of Israel know that they must keep this day. And one of the things that he wrote down in his own finger on these tablets of stone says, remember, which is the fourth commandment, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And you're not, and you're not keeping the Sabbath day. You say the Sabbath day changed from Saturday to Sunday. Where? No scripture. No scripture whatsoever, St. James. No, just what the exact opposite. <laughs> just the right. exact opposite. What did God say about the Sabbath? Let's go to Mark chapter 2, verse 27. And he said unto them, the Sabbath was made for man. You see that? <laughs> Read on. And not man for the Sabbath. Right. So you're supposed to be following everything that God told you to do on that Sabbath day. Okay. On that Sabbath day, what are you doing now worshiping God on the Sabbath day? Now, well, remember, again, they're going to say, well, Christ resurrected on Sunday, so it changed from Saturday to Sunday. Is there any evidence of that? No. Is there evidence of the apostles keeping the Sabbath after Christ resurrected? Yes. Let's just show you that, just in case you want to doubt that too. Go to the book of Acts. Let's do Acts 17, verses 1 through 4. We're almost finishing up here. Yes, sir. Let's read that. Acts 17, verse 1. Now, when they had passed through Amphipolis and Ap Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was where it was a synagogue of the Jews. Right. And, and Paul. And Paul, as his manner was. So who was Paul? Paul was one of the apostles chosen by Christ. He is an apostle chosen by Christ, and he's out doing his ministry. And within his ministry, let's see if he's actually going to church <laughs> on a Sunday. What is Paul doing? Verse 2, read. And Paul, as his manner was. As his went, what? Manner was. Right. As his manner was. Read on. Went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned and what? with them. And three Sabbath days mm -hmm. reasoned with them out of the Scriptures. They say that Paul is, is, is the teacher of the Gentiles, which you have no idea what the Gentiles is talking about. It's talking about the children of Israel that was among the Gentiles, following the ways of the Gentiles, which Paul had to bring them back to the to who they were, which was Israelites. They ain't talking about a regular heathen of another nation. So Paul, being the teacher of the Gentiles, what was he doing? He was going to the Jewish synagogue as his manner was and was doing what? Reasoning with them out of the scriptures for three Sabbaths. So now this is after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Why is he not doing it on a Sunday, St. James? Hmm. Because according to what you say, the Sabbath changed from Saturday to Sunday. You see him reasoning, reasoning with them out of the scriptures on the Sabbath day. Why is he not telling them, hey, it's not Saturday no more. It's now Sunday. You don't see that nowhere in the scriptures. You see them keeping the Sabbath day, St. James. 
just like the word of God said, an everlasting covenant, excuse me, a perpetual covenant, which means everlasting, forever. Read on. Hmm. It says real quick, too, in case in case someone wants to try and be simple or naysayer, then say, well, they, they was going to a synagogue of the Jews. They were stuck right. in a custom. No, it said, well, as right. Paul, as his manner was. Mr. Powell right. was very clear. Is this about Paul, the holy apostle? Hmm. I'm right. sorry, sorry. And verse and verse four is gonna actually show you that 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 is talking about. Let's read it. Let's read verse three. Opening and look what and Paul was doing here. Go ahead. Opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead. Stop. What was Paul doing on the Sabbath day? Preaching about Christ and how Christ needed to suffer and die and be crucified. And be risen again from the dead. So why is he not telling, hey, he rose again from the dead on a Sunday. He's now Sunday. He's no longer Saturday. He's not saying that. He's not saying that. Read on. And that this Jesus, whom I preach unto you, is Christ. He's the anointed Messiah. Read verse 4. Look at this. And some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas and of the devout Greeks a great multitude and of the chief women, not a few. So who was there with them during the Sabbath day? The Greeks. Who was he? These were Israelites that was following Greek customs that will be considered by other Israelites, Gentiles. But they was also there learning from Paul. On what day, St. James? On the mm, Sabbath, Sabbath day. day. Let's get another one. I mean, I mean, this, 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 I mean, there's, over 50 scriptures at least and i think i'm keeping it real low which way more than that where you see the apostles all throughout their ministry worshiping and teaching on the sabbath day please show me where it says it changed from saturday to sunday based on easter sunday you're not gonna find it what are we doing we covering all aspects nobody can say nothing this is gonna be you can't gain saying this you cannot resist it's undeniable that what you're doing on a Sunday, on an Easter Sunday, is not of God. Not of the scriptures. Let's get another one. Acts 13, verse 13. Now when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos, they came to Persia and Pamphylia, and John, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch in Presidia, in Pisidia, and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. On and what sat day? Down. On, on what the day? Sabbath day. The Sabbath day. Uh huh. And, and sat, sat down. down. Now, what were they doing on the Sabbath day? Read verse 15. Look at this. And after the reading of the law. <laughs> again, again. Because you have people that call themselves seven day Adventists that's not doing they you you ain't worshiping the Sabbath you're not keeping the Sabbath first of all in order for you to keep the Sabbath you have to be of the children of Israel from the twelve tribes of the nation of Israel and on top of that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ set up a new order there's an order to the way things is done and if you're not doing that order according to the way our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did it you're not observing the Sabbath so you can claim to be a seven day Adventist all you want you ain't observing the Sabbath. Just want to put that clear out there to the ones that say, yo, I knew that was right. I knew it had to be a seven-day event. No, I don't think so. <laughs> you have to be an Israelite of the 12 tribes of Israel in the Israelite church of God and Jesus Christ. There is an order to the way the Sabbath is supposed to be kept. And that order was taught to us by Christ 
through the Holy Ghost and comfort. If you're not under that order, you're not observing the Sabbath day. Read verse 15 again, please. And after the reading of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent unto them, saying, Ye men and brethren, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, <laughs> say on. Right, so that's from there that jumps up. Again, Paul stood up and was teaching and giving different things. We want to jump to verse 42 to 44. Again, so this was being done when? During the Sabbath day. Verse 44, 42 to 44. And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words... Listen to this. Listen to, oh man, this is amazing. Re, check this out. Read verse 42 again. Because some people might say, well, he was, they, was teaching the, they was teaching the Jews on the Sabbath. That's why. It's, it's their Saturday. That's why it wasn't Sunday. When no, it doesn't say <laughs> at no place where Paul said, hey, it has to be on a Sunday. It doesn't say that nowhere. But listen to, listen to verse 42. Look how clear this is. Read. And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue... The Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next when? Sabbath. On the when? The next Sabbath. Not the next Sunday. Not the day after. But he was also teaching the Israelites that was among the Gentiles on the next Sabbath. <laughs> Verse 44. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together. To hear the word of God. Look at that. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. Look at that. Amazing. I mean, come on, St. James. Yes, sir, Mr. Powers. And this is why it's so amazing because you see them being devout, doing everything right. that we just read back in Exodus, the 31st chapter. Exactly. Of what the yes. point of the Sabbath day is. Is right. to bring back to our remembrance who we are, who created us, how special are we? Mm. We have to recognize our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So it makes sense that you have to take time out of your day to start mm. to learn about Him. About who? Jesus Christ. That's right. Because He is the Lord of the Sabbath. That's who they was preaching. <laughs> so just in case they want to say, well, you know what? Uh, Look at John in the look at John in the New Testament. He's the last one. Go to Revelation one and ten real quick. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's gonna touch right on to another lie that they try to address. Revelation chapter one verse ten, verses um. You can read it verse nine, nine and ten. I John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation, and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God. For what? Man. For the word of God. For the word of God. So he was teaching the word of God, and as a result, he was banned by Rome into the isle called Patmos. And for the word of God, for teaching the word. Again, it showed you that not everybody was with the word. The majority was actually against the word of God. Read on. And for the testimony of Jesus Christ. And for testifying about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he was banned into the isle of Patmos. Now, what was he doing? Read verse 10. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Stop. So again, see, they pick this scripture and they try to lie on this scripture and say that the Lord's day is talking about Sunday because he resurrected on that day. But guess what? We just proved that he didn't. So now what? <laughs> right. We just show you that he did not resurrect on an Easter Sunday. So how can the Lord's day in verse 10 be referring to a Sunday? It's talking about a Sabbath day. When John said he was in the spirit on the Lord's day, 
He's talking about being the spirit on the Sabbath day. Let's go to Matthew chapter 12. Yes, sir. Got it, sir. And I think I want verse 8. Matthew chapter 12, verse 8. For the Son of Man is Lord even <laughs> of the Sabbath day. Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath day, meaning he's the one that created the Sabbath day. So when John was saying, I am in the Spirit on the Lord's day, what day is that referring to? The day that he created, which mm. was the Sabbath day. That day was the day of rest. That day is the day to be into spirit and to worship in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and to be in the scriptures and talking about him. All that's dealing with what? Separating yourself from God's use because that day is what? Holy. How are you going to say that's talking about Sunday? <laughs> so he is the Lord of the Sabbath day. Mm. He's the creator of the Sabbath day. So you hear about John being in the spirit. Because he was testifying about Christ. The Sabbath came and he was in the spirit on the Sabbath day. There's no way you're going to get around that. Nope. We got one more. Another lie they show you here. And then the, their lie actually proves. <laughs> this scripture actually proves that it was the Sabbath and not no other day. But they're going to try to lie on that because, again, they erred not knowing the scriptures. 1 Corinthians 16 verse 1. All right. First Corinthians. Yes, sir. Read that, please. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as now concerning, I have given... I'm sorry. Now concerning the collection for the saints. So now this is dealing with what? The collection. What was the collection talking about? Again, collecting the monetary funds, the tithes, different things of the nature. In other words, the businesses of God. Read. As I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Even so do ye. So again, so the collections of the, this is dealing with the collection of the saints. In other words, the business of God. Read on. Upon the first day of the week, let everyone, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God has prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. You see that? So again, they try to say that this scripture is talking about how the apostles came together and actually <laughs> um, came together and dealt um, with the Sabbath day. That's not talking about that. This is talking about the apostles coming together and actually doing what? Doing the business of God. The collection of the saints. Read it again. Upon the verse 2. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God has prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. Read on. And when I come, whomsoever ye shall approve by your letters, them will I send to bring you your liberality into Jerusalem. So now, when you, when you read these first three verses, where do you see them keeping the Sabbath on a Sunday? There's this, there's nothing here that indicates that. What's being indicated and what's showing you clearly was that on the first day of the week, they was dealing with the collection for the saints. They were dealing with what? The business of God. Okay? There has, says nothing here about Keeping the Sabbath. The reason why they were doing it on the first day of the week, because on the Sabbath day, which is the seventh day of the week, that day is completely dedicated to God and the worshiping of God and the, and, and the reading of the Lord and the scriptures, everything showing you our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ throughout the whole Bible. This is why business was done on the next day. Makes perfect sense, right, St. James? Right. Yep, absolutely. Yes, sir. So again, where are they getting that from? They're making stuff up. 
Why are they doing that? Why is it that they don't know about Lord Savior Jesus Christ? Because Christ is not teaching them. Ephesians 4 and 20 is going to be my last scripture. And then if we want to go into the, did you know that? We could go into the, did you know that? Or we could let you know what the next class is going to be. But again, stay tuned for the mysteries of the Bible as we continue to give you um these classes for your salvation, lead you into your salvation. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 20. Why is it that these people don't understand that what they're being taught is not about God? But ye have not so learned Christ. You see that? You haven't learned Christ. Because if you learned Christ where you're being taught at, that you would know that he didn't die on a good Friday. You would know that he didn't resurrect on an Easter Sunday. You would know that uh, Ash Wednesday has nothing to do with Jesus Christ, but besides the fact that they, they're mocking the day that he died. Um, you know that um, the 40 days of Lent is occultic and dealing with Tammuz and, and paganism and not Jesus Christ. You know that Easter Sunday is dealing with the occult and not dealing at all with Jesus Christ. If you were taught by Christ, then you would know these things. Read it again. But ye have not so learned Christ. Yeah, if you're not learning Christ, then who are you learning? I mean, the word Christ is being mentioned to you. Uh, St. Mm -hmm. James taught that a few, a few episodes ago. A few episodes ago. In the transformation of the dragon, Satan transformed himself into an angel of light. He's deceiving the whole world, thinking he's Christ. You got you thinking that you're worshiping Jesus Christ. You actually worshiping Satan. But ye have not so learned Christ. Read on. If so be, if so be that ye have heard him, if you heard and him, have and have been and, taught by him, and have been taught by him, you if you was taught by him. Then the evidence will show. The evidence shows, St. James, that we was taught by Christ. <laughs> right. The evidence shows that clear. Because everything that we are showing you is coming out of the word of God. It's backed by scripture. The scripture shows you here a little and, and there a little, just like St. James said, because that's the order of the way the scripture set it up. And the information that has been hidden has been revealed to the prophet of God, the Father, which he has taught us. And who taught him? Christ. So this is evidence that we have been taught by Christ. But if you have been taught by Christ, read on. As the truth is in Jesus. Right. The truth is in Jesus. So if the truth is in Jesus, that means there will be no lie in your, in your teachings. What do you see going on in um, Catholicism, Christianity as a whole? Nothing but lies, St. James. So how can you be taught by Christ how can you be represent our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ it's all lies all lies read on is that it uh, no verse 22 I mean, it goes on so it just depends on how much how further you want to go down that's it on that verse though that's it so let, that's that's it on that so again if you've been taught by Christ as the truth is in Christ what are we doing we're showing you nothing but the truth coming out of the word of God what do you have to do? Last scripture, Luke chapter 3, verse 3. And this is very important um, that you come out of that because you are running out of time. Um, the things that's been taking place on this planet Earth right now, I mean, today is um, so-called Easter Sunday, St. James. Today. Right. And today, even today, you had Pope Francis say, we need a new world order. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me if you have any idea what he's talking about there's some of you don't 
you have no clue what this guy is saying. Okay, as it was taught to us by the Holy God, Saint Comforter, Holy Apostle and Chief High Priest Haldaki. The New World Order, a one world government, is dealing with the unifying of all nations under one, under Satan, worshiping Satan. So in that one world government, you're going to have a, a one world political order. You're going to have St. James, a one world economic order, which is why you see everything going digital and eventually it's all going to become one. And then you have a one world religious order. <laughs> and it happens to be on a so-called Easter Sunday where you have Pope Francis saying, we need a new world order. And a lot of you, that went right over your head. You had no idea that this guy is talking about unifying all religions under Satan's authority. How can that be? Where is that in the Bible? Where the men of God will tell, will tell other religions, come and let's be one. Okay, they cursed out other religions, other beliefs, other ideologies, other gods, and told them there are no gods, that the only true and living God is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So how is it that you unify everything under one? It must not be under God. It must be under Satan. St. James. Yeah, it's the old playbook, sir. And now you going you talk about you trying trying to end in that and end it a certain period of time. Now they yeah, we start going into this one right here. That that that's taking that's that's a graduate level show right there, sir. Yeah, I'm I'm just putting it out there because it was mentioned. Yeah. So again, for the people that's hearing that, you have no idea what this so called pope that's supposed to be representing Christ, the vicar of Christ actually said you guys are heading into some serious serious trouble and unless you have the truth which is the israelite church of god and jesus christ i'm going to come in saint james unless you have the truth you ain't going to be able to escape what's coming on this planet that's what's also what's already here you ain't going to be able to escape unless you have this truth saint james yes sir mr powell no, i think that no that's very well said because uh, you know, just please, you know, continue, stay tuned, listen to the show. Definitely reach out to the reach out to uh, the church, reach out to the show, uh, or blog talk at icgjc.org because what all that is showing is that things are about to get a whole lot worse. You know, oh, yeah. 2020 was bad, things are about <laughs> to get a whole lot worse. So, what Mr. A Powers is saying is, 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 is for real, is you know, this right, Jesus Christ is our hope. We have that That's salvation. Right. We know That's what right. it is that we're looking for. We know what it is that we are working for. We know what it is that we're fighting for. And again, this is just to be clear. We're fighting for what a spirit. This the fight that we're in is a spiritual battle. No, we are not picking up any arms or anything like that. We're not going in nothing. No, we. This is a spiritual battle, and that's how we are fighting. But so please, as part of it, you know, let us. As, as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ allows us to reach you through the airwaves, through the internet, or however it is that you're consuming the show, please take it to heart. Because like Mr. Powers is going to, it, things is about to get a whole lot worse. A whole lot worse. A whole lot worse. All right, so what does God want you to do, being that you heard all this and we know that the truth is here, as the truth is in Christ? You're now being taught by Christ. You was never taught by Christ before. Prior to you listening to us, you were not taught by Christ. You was taught in these churches. Guess what? You were not taught by Christ, St. James. You have not been taught by Christ. What you saw now is undeniable proof of everything that we went into in the scriptures. So what do you have to do? You have to come to the Israelite Church of God, Jesus Christ. You have to find a way to reach us 
um again blog talk at icgjc.org um make your way to the israelite church of god in jesus christ so you can um be on the road to salvation and everlasting life so what must you do being that you heard all these things and you might have been keeping easter and different things of that nature and you had no idea that this is dealing with your cult and nothing to do with god luke chapter 13 verse 3 let's read that i tell you nay but except ye repent ye shall all likewise perish and that is 100 percent. unless you repent repentance is the key the opportunity and the time is now Christ died for your sins. You have an opportunity to be saved. If you stop doing what you're doing right now and repent, if you don't repent, you shall likewise perish. God gave repentance to who? In Acts 5.29, gave repentance to the children of Israel. So because Christ died on, our, died on the cross and took our place and um, died for our sins, being without sin, Jesus Christ, he has now given you the opportunity to be saved from those sins and to be forgiven from those sins. But you have to repent. The time is now. This ends um, the truth about Easter part two. St. James, anything you want to bring out? Well, I think because there's been so much information right now that has come out. I think let's just, we're just going to keep it straight. And because, you know, we have received some questions. And thank you all so much for do submitting your questions. Because uh, you never know. It might be like this where it turns into an actual show idea itself. So there's questions about birthdays. Right. Should we celebrate birthdays? And right. Lord's will through, you know, the understanding that we have been uh, taught by the Holy God, sent comfort, the Holy Apostle, and Chief High Priest, Tazadakia. I want to go through absolutely 100%. Yes, you have to celebrate the birthday. How, how our birth is a promise. It's not, it's not something to be taken lightly at all. Right. How it is That's a right. celebration. It's a celebration. Uh, and, and yeah, it's, just, it's, it's a lot. So we're going to do a whole separate show of Lord's will coming up uh, after the uh, Easter special airs. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, St. James. So with that, I said repent. Repent, repent, repent. The time is now. The time that we're heading in is very dark. But at the same time, it's going to be a lot of promises that's made to our people, the children of Israel. Um, the Lord our God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has not forsaken us. He has promised that he's going to be with us until the ends of the earth. All these things that's taking place right now is leading to the salvation of God's people and the second coming our lord and savior jesus christ and if you want to partake in that salvation then the time is now you have to repent and with that i say gospel to everybody and this ends the mysteries of the bible the easter uh special the truth about easter part two and with that we say gospel but we speak the wisdom of god in a mystery i want you to understand it's a mystery we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery to these people in mystery. Mystery, even a mystery, hid from ages through history, generations, but now it's made manifest to incense the nation victory. You're listening to, listening to, to mysteries of the Bible. Now, since mysteries of the Bible has been on the air, uh, our main goal was to establish truth according to God. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.